Well, what's going on, everybody? Uh, my name is John. I'm Kayla. And this is Bored to Death, episode one of our board game podcast, which uh, I bet you've never heard the uh, the concept of a board game podcast. I bet you it's new. It's never been done before. And this is, uh, this is you know, really exciting for you. It doesn't come any better than us, given, the, given this info. So, um... We decided to do a board game podcast because we're really into tabletop gaming and um, it's a way that we spend a majority of our time as a married couple, which might sound sad to a lot of people, but I promise it's fun. Yeah, and plus, a lot of other people who play board games really suck. There's a lot of people out there who are just no fun. No. So... Um, this is going to be an introductory, uh, introductory episode. We're probably going to keep it relatively quick and simple. We're going to go over uh, who we are and why we're doing this. And um, hopefully it's as, as fun as playing board games with us, even though it can be competitive and douchey sometimes. Unless it's a co-op game. Which we did earlier, and we lost. The game was pretty douchey. Yeah, so. got our asses kicked. But yeah, so we're doing this because uh, a lot of board game video casts and podcasts just kind of go over reviewing stuff and they I feel like they don't go in depth to like kinds of games and uh, board game stigmas and kind of the social aspect and just more about the culture of board gaming as, as weird as that sounds um, yeah it seems like all the other stuff out there is just reviews and doesn't tell you how to play better we want to have let everyone have a good time, and you might get some recommendations, but we're not going to review whole games because that gets boring. Yeah, and now if like something pops up that we that's a part of our collection that we really want to go in depth with, that'll be stuff that we do. We'll um, go over more mechanics and and what we find interesting about new games versus old games and stuff that really stands out in our collection. I feel like that's probably a better use of our time when it comes to comes to the podcast and of course it's going to be associated along with uh blogging that we do on on the website and everything so um yeah i guess you found your way here because of our uh incessant uh plugging amongst friends who've shared this with other people so if you're a stranger uh cool thanks for for checking us out if you're not a stranger um well, prob- if, prob- you're, if you're not a stranger, odds are you probably asked us for a board game recommendation and we gave you something good and you're probably part of the reason we started, let's yep. be honest. And if our recommendation sucked, you're dead to us. Don't ever come back. Yeah, please don't bother us anymore. I'm not so. interested. <laughs> so um, we can get into a little bit of, about us. We're, we're a couple of gamers that reside in Baltimore, Maryland. And um, like for, for a long time... I feel like we were kind of, like, sheltered in our own little <laughs> bubble when it came to, like, finding places to game and seeking new stuff out. And then, I don't know, I feel like over the past few years, stuff kind of blew up and now there's a whole bunch of places to play and buy and socialize. Yeah, I feel like we uh, we had found one place that had a one shelf of board games that we used to go to and we went there because they also sold comics. <laughs> and that was the only place in the city, but... Now we go to a bunch of different places and, you know, always try and find a new place to buy board games and have a good time. And I feel like what gravitated us towards board games, and I don't 
want to speak for you, but like I feel like the way that we spend time is we're overloaded with screens, right? We stare at screens for our jobs. We play video games. We watch TV. And this kind of gives us a chance to sit. And even if there's like a cell phone or a screen companion, you're still like sitting at a table. You're still playing with components. You're strategizing with your your eyes and with tactile things versus a controller. So, Well, I think we, uh, we first started playing board games because... I didn't play video games, and mm-hmm. so this was the way when we, when we first started going out that we spent time together, because it was something relatively new, not less new for you, but relatively new for both of us to do, and a good way to spend time together. Yeah, and it's become a bottomless pit since, <laughs> and With we lots of our money. <laughs> we and we have a pretty extensive collection, but like, it just all started with you buying some random stuff for me for my birthday. Yeah, which is really crazy. I think I bought Smash Up was one of the first games that we bought, mm-hmm. that I bought for you for your birthday. And uh, ironically enough, I regret that decision at this point to buy you that game because you crush me every time mm-hmm. and it's become your specific bottomless pit of money and time. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never stop buying the expansions. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and a lot of like why board game is so interesting is like you try and explain the culture to people that don't share the hobby and it's like oh well it's like do just like monopoly yahtzee sorry and it's like no and you try and explain things that it's like no but it's like an adult board game and it's like like wait, sexy time board games and yeah. that it's just like a whole bunch of dice with dicks on them. It's no, it's it's really it's really not that either. People have definitely asked that question. They have, because when you try and when you try and explain it, and it's just like, oh, it's in a a board game, but not for kids. What? And people don't get that one very often. I mean, it's funny though, because like things like Yahtzee. I played that growing up all the time. That oh, yeah. was like something I played with my grandparents. Constantly, and it's weird. I didn't really think about that as a entry point, but it's what everybody thinks of. Yeah, because it's mechanics of, oh well, it has dice manipulation because you could choose what you want to keep and then re-roll and all this other shit. And you're working to an objective of getting certain sets to yes. get points. Yeah. Well, really, uh, it's kind of it's those mechanics though lead into other games cuz we when we teach games we talk about it's Yahtzee rules. Yeah. Keep two roll the rest. Yeah, the the classics exist, but it's just like when people are like, "Oh, you, is it just like Monopoly?" and I can't think of a worse way to spend time. <laughs> Unless we're playing Monopoly at Dave and Buster's because you're obsessed with that. Oh yeah, that's different though. That's like that's like poker. Or it's like <laughs> a like a slot machine. It, it, there's literally you just press buttons and I'm just saying you can't spin disregard shit. the entire thing. Yeah, that shit's ridiculous. But it's just like Monopoly is pointless. You roll a die, you land on something, it's random. You, most of the time you have the money to spend, and then it's just random. And if you don't, you're super fucked. Yeah, and then you just die poor. But, um, yeah, so I feel like we talk about how we got into stuff, and it's like the, the entry point that you try and push people towards for how to get into, like, Gaming, because a lot of this stuff now, and it's like, if you search, oh, board games to play in 2020, because now that everybody is trapped inside <laughs> and not able to do anything. Literal things we've we've Googled in the last week. Yeah. 
you know, hashtag pandemic stuff. Um, you're you're trying to find stuff, and I feel like any game that you search right now, they're like, oh, great board games to play with two people, with families, and it's everything's overly complicated. There's not a easy entry point for people, and it, and it sucks because. That's that's what it should be. It should be easy. It should be something you could read, explain, and play. But Yeah, and plus, I mean, in our experience going to different board game shops, we've had a variety of um, moments of our, our favorite kind of people uh, that we'll talk about more, gatekeepers, who are real <laughs> judgy if you, don't, if you don't know exactly what you want to play. And those are just, those experiences turn people away all the time. I'll never forget when we were at one store and... Uh, the person working at the store uh, wouldn't talk to me about the kind of games that I like to play and only talk to you the entire time. And as we walked out, I was like, we don't need to come back here anymore. And we because didn't. he was such a jerk. And we like, didn't. That's, that's just, it makes me so angry. So uh, hopefully uh, by listening to us, you'll have a little better idea of what you might like. And, you know, you hopefully you don't come across any more jerks at the end of the day. But uh, you never know. Yeah, so I figure um, we can keep this episode, like I said, relatively short for introductions, and you'll get to know us over time. And if you know us already, lucky you. If you don't, sorry. But um, I figure we could take some time and highlight some games that got us into board gaming as a couple. Yeah. And um, I guess we, we wrote like a small list here, and we, we mentioned a few of them already. But... Um, one of them is, I mean, a huge one for, I I guess, everybody is Catan. Yeah, it's funny because I remember when when you and I think Chad were teaching me how to play Catan for the first time because I didn't, I didn't play it when I was younger, like a lot of people did, and I remember being really confused. Like, this, is a, this was a very complicated game to me when we first started playing board games. Yeah, and I mean, the, the concept of Catan in general is not complicated, but I feel like it's always those one of those games that's like it's a it's the the gateway into gaming and I really don't think it is. I don't think it is at all. I I feel like we we taught some of our other friends how to play Catan because um, they had never done it before, but that was after we had played so many other board games with them. Uh, I don't think they ever would have been okay playing Catan with, uh, without having the knowledge of other board games. So yeah, there was that one. Uh, I think another one is uh, Stone Age. And this also, I mean, Chad gets two shout-outs today, apparently. But uh, our friend Chad had this game, and we used to play it uh, relatively often. And it's, at this point, become one of my favorite games. I, I love the worker placement of Stone Age, and we finally bought our own copy a few months ago. <laughs> and uh, I was very excited. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of the, the games that we, we have in our collection highlight like a lot of different mechanics and i feel like that's what we'll get into further on down the road um one that like i think it was the first game i bought before Mm -hmm. like when we we first started um playing together more was galaxy trucker (laughs) yeah and that game is ridiculous because you're literally just building a janky spaceship to survive space and Mm -hmm. deliver cargo um I'll not, what, we tried, we played it uh, while we were on vacation uh, when we first bought it, but then we tried to play it again a few months later. There had been a lot of time in between 
But we made the mistake of trying to play it after a few drinks. And I remember sitting at the table with my head in my hands, <laughs> probably tipsy, just thinking, I'm a fucking smart person. I can, I believe in me to understand these rules, but turns out you, sh- you probably shouldn't play that drunk for, for the first go around. It's my t- hot tip. Hot tip from me to you. Don't play Galaxy Trucker drunk. <laughs> and then we talked about Smash Up, which is a, uh, it's a, it's not really a deck building. It's, yeah, I mean, it kind of is. Well, you combine two decks, and then it's like area control to capture territories, but you have your decks could be Crazy like ninjas monsters. and ro- robots. and. My personal favorite is the tornadoes, the deck that is just tornadoes. You could be like old people too, can't you? Yeah, you can be old people, you can be princesses. Cats is a good one. It's true. Cats, cats and tornadoes were my favorites paired together, if we're being honest. And if if you want a game to start out with, and I feel like that I feel like Smash Up is probably a good a good entry point game. Yeah, I uh, it's very competitive with two people. So if you're looking for a two player game, it's not my recommendation for that. If it's if that's your entry point, playing with two people. Yeah, I mean that, and the more, but again, the more people you add, the more time it takes. Well, yeah. So yeah, um, then uh, another one that we. Could, was an, an initial buy for our collection was Istanbul. And I'm pretty sure I just found Istanbul randomly on Amazon and just added it to an order one day because it sounded like a good time. Um, and is now, I, I would say it's one of my favorite games. Yeah. Um, just because it's different every time. Every time you play, the way you move around the board is different. You can add more things. You can take away things. Yeah. And it's easy to teach. I, what's funny about board games and... And, and different themed boxes is that I would almost say to people trying to get into board gaming is artwork is important and the way things look is important, but it's not always the most important thing because mm-hmm. some themes for board games sound boring as fuck. Yeah. Istanbul, Istanbul sounds boring. Yeah. It's like you're, you're in like a... A market. In like a, almost like a, a Middle Eastern bazaar. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to trade, g- gather resources and trade resources to gain gemstones. And the person who gets to a certain number of gemstones based on the players wins. Yeah, it sounds real boring. And then the way you move around the board is an interesting mechanic in itself. But yeah, like a lot of stuff, like that's the problem now is that like since board game had like the. A, like it had a renaissance in like the 2000s like mm-hmm. it's overload for things that you could seek out and a, and a lot of the stuff that we're we're talking about now are pretty common games but some of the stuff looks boring as fuck yeah it's tough because i i say this all the time i always want the things that i look at to be pretty i want to fill my house with pretty things and i want to look at pretty things um that's why i like to look in the mirror uh and Shut up. <laughs> stupid. That was good. You knew that was funny. Um and so artwork for me was very is very important and it's tough to for me to not pick up a box that's not pretty, basically. Yeah. And Istanbul isn't it's not a it, it's not it's not boring, but it's definitely not one of the more beautiful games that we put on the table. But it's a very simple, fun Always a good time. Yeah. But then you talk about, like, there's certain other games that we have in our collection, like Splendor, which is considered more of, like, a a classic game. And 
That looks boring as shit too. It's oh, cards. Yeah. It's cards and poker uh, chips that are themed in in different ways. So it's just like it, it depends. But like I said, you kind of want to take a chance on stuff that l- might look a little mundane. Oh yeah. If people are saying, "Hey, this is a fun game to play," and you're like, "Wow, this is like just collecting gemstones and <laughs> fucking spices." Yeah, that's yeah, pretty that's much it. it. Yeah. Sometimes fruit. Yeah, and then one game we don't really play anymore because I kick your ass in it every time. Yeah, and you're an asshole about it. So. I am. Uh, is Steam Park, which is a lot of fun. I think that one is uh, pretty interesting because it combines like dexterity rolling and um, it's fast. It's fast, and you're also building up a, a theme park that you build roller coasters in, and they're all like kind of steampunk looking. Mm-hmm. And then there's a mechanic where you're managing the dirt. That they produce the, the trash. Yeah, yeah, because the, the people, the visitors to your park, produce trash, and you're not an asshole who's gonna leave everything. You're not gonna leave the trash on the ground, so you have to account for how you're gonna clean it up in the game, which is probably the funniest aspect of the entire thing. Yep, and everybody has their, each their own little player board, and you get um, bonuses for having roller coasters near each other, and then of the same color. And then there's like stands, like different kiosks that you you could build, like bathrooms and info, info desks and stuff like that. So, it's it's a very cute game, and I feel like Don't, saying cute makes me think of kittens. Though I'm not gonna lie, I feel I feel like it's more intricate than than cute, just because I, I'm telling you, I'm thinking about kittens when you say cute. That's, that's fair. But it's it's a very it's unlike any other game that I feel like is in the in our collection, and that's why. Part of the reason you like it so much, but it's also very competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the reason it's competitive though is because you're rolling dice and you want to get the results on your dice faster than everybody faster else. Faster than the person across from you. So if the person across from you beats you at one at one point, it, it can really feel like you're just starting from starting from down below, and that mm-hmm. can that can get annoying real quick. Yeah, but yeah, those those are a handful of games that we really enjoyed that. Or that we don't bring to the table as much as we used to, but that's how really we started our collection was from a handful of games. That And then, you know, we found stuff that works for just the two of us. We have a whole bunch of games that work for better people. We've delved into strange party game scenarios that we don't bust out as much uh, well, anymore. Well, we can't have a party now, so... Not right now. So, therefore, our party games just kind of sit... Wishing, hoping for their opportunity to come out into the out into the sunlight. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much that for how we got started. What are some of your favorite games? Because I feel like we we could end a quick episode and introductor introduction on kind of our the favorites of our collection, and then we can pick up another time. Yeah, I actually think. One of my favorite games is uh, Takanogo, and we I played this game with some of our friends a long time ago and was just insistent that I needed to go home and buy my own copy of this game. It's basically a tile-placing game where you're building the board as you play, uh, and then there's a farmer who goes around growing bamboo and a panda who goes around eating bamboo. And the panda is just so goddamn cute. I can't, I can't deal with it. He's so adorable. Um, and basically, you're just trying to get to, I think it's nine objectives. It depends on how many players there are. Um, different objective cards and 
get more points than the other person. It's so simple. It's beautiful. And it's just the little panda is cute, reminding me of kittens, like I was saying. Yeah, I mean, that's almost like a classic game for people to kind of get into as well, right? Because the mechanics aren't difficult. It's a lot of it is the luck of how you're placing the tiles on the board and, and moving stuff around to gain resources. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like we put that down for a long time and then we picked it up recently again. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, this, this is a lot, a lot of fun. This game is fun. Mm-hmm. We didn't pick it up because we had bought too many new things. And, uh, one day we just decided we're bringing it back. Yeah. What about you? What's your favorite game? I don't even know if I know the answer to this question. My favorite game? Yeah. I don't think I have one anymore. You have to pick one. I just picked one. You have to pick one. <sighs> I don't know. I think like like new games, like out of the out of the stuff that we've picked up recently, I'll probably have to go with Azul. That makes sense. Because a lot of the different stuff that we have are themed. We have zombie games. We have, like, Wild West games. <laughs> we have, like, the strange, like, stuff like Istanbul or, you know, Stone Age where you're, like, you know, gathering resources and, and building up a... I don't even know how to explain Stone Age. It's like being a... I mean, you're living in the Stone Age. You're just trying to survive and not starve. Fine technology. Yeah, fine technology. Exactly. But yeah, Azul's different because it's like a it's a tile laying game and you're trying to build up a um like a, a, a you're just trying to make like a mosaic wall. Mm-hmm. And the the strategies of placing and gaining points is a lot different than a lot of the other games that we have and it has like a really cool drafting mechanic. So, I don't know. Yeah, the drafting mechanic in Azul is so much different than any other. Any other game that we've ever played. Mm-hmm. It's probably I, why I won all those awards. True. <laughs> I, I mean, I'd either have to choose between that or the ancient worlds, which is just you building up your mm-hmm. ancient fantasy city-state to battle giant monsters that are attacking you. On brand. Mm-hmm. That's on brand. So, um, I don't really know how to end introductory episodes. Yeah, I mean, you should know more than me. Yeah, I've I've podcasted. I swear. I've done this before. <laughs> but yeah, it's uh this is going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to working on this project. It's been a long time. We we've been talking about this pro- probably a year. Yeah, we talked about it, and then I'm pretty sure work was like, "Hey, John, we need you to work like 12 hour days, seven million days a week. Good luck." And yeah. so then we stopped, and uh, now we have nowhere to be. So yeah. Great. It's going to be awesome. It's pretty nice. But yeah, you can find us places on the internet. Um, I'm sure you wound up here because we linked it to somebody and somebody shared it. But um, you can find us uh, boredtodeathpodcast.com. We're also at boredtodeathpodcast on Instagram. Yep. And at boredtodeathpodcast on Twitter. Yeah. Are we, we on Twitter? We are on Twitter technically, but I see us using Instagram a lot more because it's cooler yeah and the, you can post pictures and they're so pretty i mean you can technically post pictures to twitter but it's just not as cool maybe we'll just make our instagram go to twitter weird you mean our twitter go to instagram no but things we post on instagram go directly to twitter oh yeah because technology like that yeah well yeah. played that's fair 
<laughs> so yeah, hope you guys check out more stuff from us. We'll be uh, posting, blogging, and and whatnot. So uh, until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is how we roll.